Okay, we're fiddling with the knobs here on the JT and Looney podcast. Episode 65. So I should take this time while we're trying to uh, adjust the mix minus to talk about our, uh, our, our sponsor here at Believe Podcast Network, the JT and Looney podcast. It's Bet Online. You can find them at betonline.ag. Smell that? Ah, that is the smell of the Super Bowl right around the corner. Well, it's the NFL, so it's also the smell of uh, testosterone gel and human growth hormone and concussion protocol. And I'm here in Los Angeles. It's also the smell of pot. But anyway, with the Super Bowl right around the corner, if you're looking for a place to bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best place to go, and they're a sponsor. So uh, throw a bone to Bet Online for being a great sponsor of the JT and Looney podcast. They've got game spreads and totals, not just NFL playoffs, but any sport you want, team, player, and coaching props too. Bet Online gives you more options to bet on any place on the planet. And there's always an online casino open 24 hours a day, seven days a week at betonline.ag. It's like 7-Eleven. Slurpees 24 hours at 7-Eleven. Betting on games 24 hours a day at betonline.ag. Head to betonline.ag. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses just for being friends with JT and Looney. Betonline.ag. Sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, now let me fiddle with these knobs and see if we can bring in JT. Okay. Let me try this one. You got me? Hey, how you doing? We sound good. I was worried if we're not going to connect. Oh, no, you did. Although I think you need to turn up your gain on your microphone. Ooh, I don't know what just that means. My gain, like my volume gain. Yeah, yeah. I just take the knob and push a little bit to the right. Check one, two, three. Yo, yo. Yeah, that's much, much better. Yeah, we don't want them saying that it didn't work out. Welcome to a peaceful transition of power. Yes. Good to see you, Tom <laughs> Looney, on the JT and Looney podcast. Are, are we friends going forward? We had a peaceful transition of power. Now we have a new president named Joseph R. Biden. I didn't know there was an R. I didn't know there was a J in Donald J. Trump either, but uh, Joseph R. Biden. But we did know that Barack Obama's middle name was Hussein because... We were afraid of that back in the day. Of course, we'll get along. America gets along fine. Fifty percent of people don't even pay attention to politics in America. So half the country isn't uh, wringing their knuckles over any politics. Half the country doesn't care about politics. I always say the country is not deeply divided. We're narrowly divided. Presidents, every presidential election of this century has been close. We are a narrowly divided country, not a widely and deeply divided country. Let me turn off the fan. It's the JT and Looney podcast. Episode 65. Kansas City versus Buffalo, Green Bay versus Tampa Bay. I will say this is that this is beautiful because every year, pretty much every year, you have the favorites make it to the AFC and the NFC championship game. The best teams make it. Right. But then you could have a Bill Parcells Giants team or a Tom Coughlin Giant team or the Raiders with Jim Plunkett and Tom Flores mm-hmm. get in via the wild card and have to win all their games on the road like Eli Manning, and they become legend. This year, we have the favorites. Buffalo was great all year. Oh, yes. They were great. They were fantastic. Kansas City is the reigning champs. Yep. Green Bay has the MVP in Aaron Rodgers. Want to talk about an improved team. 
And then the most remarkable story that it could go down as number one all time. In the 101st year of the NFL, we're going to see Tom Brady have an opportunity to come out of the tunnel in his home stadium for the Super Bowl in a brand new conference called the NFC in the Super Bowl if he ends up beating Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that ever be a bigger story in NFL history. Well, it's huge, and it's so exciting. And even though I have anti-Tom Brady angst, I've got to set that aside to experience the history and the joy if that happens. I'm so joyless when it comes to Tom Brady being a Buffalo Bills fan and being that he was such a liar during deflate gate that it really upset you know really i was really disappointed but it's uh, it's going to be what more could you ask for also you know la got rewarded during covid or you know we needed some existential need to feel good and we got a laker victory and we got a, a dodger world series win and a, and a laker championship the rest of the country needs something they're tired of la and i'm having at least the rest of the country no matter who they love uh, as a, their football team uh, that we got Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and both playing out. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. That's a fact, not an opinion. You take a, you know how I love my NFL quarterback rating. I got it up in front of me. All the math is done. And after 17 weeks of football, who's the best quarterback in the NFL? It's Aaron Rodgers. And Tom Brady is at number eight. So you don't, I don't, it's, it's neither one of them are really have played better in their careers. And so you can't ask for more than that in a championship game. Well, what's amazing to me is the big picture out of this. It's going to be a football game. I don't know how entertaining it's going to be. I mean, the Buffalo, the Buffalo Baltimore game wasn't very exciting. Buffalo Indianapolis was a little bit more exciting. And you know how this happens in the world series to the first six innings. It's always one to nothing. Yeah. And it's a, it's a halftime of both of these games. It's probably going to be six to three. But I don't think I can recall a greater player having more pressure on him to play a game at home than Aaron Rodgers. And let me explain. Aaron Rodgers is the runaway MVP. He's playing at home in the NFC Championship game, and he's never played at home in the NFC Championship game. Okay, we're not talking about rookie or two, three-year guy like Mahomes. So this is Aaron Rodgers playing in his first ever championship game at Lambeau Field. And he's going up against someone significantly older than him, and Aaron Rodgers is better than him now because he's in his yep. prime and Brady's on the outside his prime, way outside his prime. So Aaron Rodgers needs to win this game. If he doesn't win this game, he still goes into the Hall of Fame with a gold coat. He still could be a Mount Rushmore top four player of all time, maybe top five statistically. But if he doesn't win this game and Brady does it at Lambeau and Brady doesn't play much at Lambeau, I think this is a legacy kill shot for Aaron Rodgers. This will be... He already won a Super Bowl. This will be more prevalent and important and more recognizable to the name Aaron Rodgers in winning a Super Bowl, losing to Brady at Lambeau Field. I think all the pressure's on him. Green Bay weather forecast this weekend is going to be a key. If you'll remember, if you go back in the hot tub time machine to 2008 and, and uh, Brett Favre's last year as, as a Packer, he played great. He was making less mistakes than any time in his career. And uh, it looked like that team was going to go to the Super Bowl. They hosted the NFC Championship game. They moved the game because, you know, because of prime time, et cetera, you know, for television. And it was so cold that, you know, the Eli Manning outplayed Brett Favre because Brett Favre didn't want to be out there. <laughs> He was Tom Coughlin's face was it was cracking. He had the red blood vessels popping in his face. I think it was the third coldest game in NFL history. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 
and, and that could make a difference because of Brady's age. It was not going to, it looks to me, I just, I just Googled Green Bay temperature. It's going to be 22 that day. So it's still going to hurt Tom Brady more. But Aaron Rodgers, was Mike McCarthy that bad as a coach all these years? Well, some people think that, you know, the league passed him by and this young, this young call, play caller in LaFleur yeah. is so good, just like Sean McVay is that good. They all come from different coaching trees. Yeah. These two coaches come through that Gruden tree. McVay's mentor was Gruden, and then LaFleur's mentor was McVay. They worked together. How about this? How about LaFleur and uh, McVay were both assistants of Washington? Daniel Snyder let both those guys get away. Oh, my God. It's, unbe- it's unbelievable the talent that's gone through Washington, and Daniel Snyder and the bad management there has was blind to how good – these uh, and great these coaches were that they had and sometimes players too. So we had, we've had a lot of negative, negative sports stories because it's a pandemic. So I'm looking at this and what's pulling me in is it's a Disney movie. This is a Disney movie. Tom Brady coming out of his own tunnel in Tampa Bay yeah. in a couple of weeks for the Super Bowl. So I got to pick him for that. Okay. I really do. That's the reason I'm going to pick him to win the game. I think that the story is so big, Belichick versus Brady. So you're cheering Brady. for that story, so that's why you're picking. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. a Brady fan, so I don't, I don't want to see Brady get his seventh Super Bowl. But I think that Brady playing in that game makes sense to me. Aaron Rodgers is the better player. Look, if the Packers win by double digits, I won't be shocked. But I think that Tom Brady has played so many bigger games under pressure than Aaron Rodgers. And this is more pressure for Aaron Rodgers than even the Super Bowl. When Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl, he's going into the Super Bowl. We're pretty sure we were, he was going to win it. In this game, I really believe we don't know if they'll ever get back again. And if he goes out losing to Tom Brady at Lambeau Field, I, I mean, I can't, I can't tell you how damaging that would be to his football legacy. Almost a perfect legacy in regards to yards and touchdowns. He'll he'll leave the game highest completion percentage of all time. But I just think a loss to Brady at 43 years old, you can't recover from that. Rams defense is better than the Bucks defense. And Rodgers and Green Bay yeah. made, really just <laughs> sliced through that Rams defense like a hot knife through butter. Rodgers playing the best football of his career. Um, and guess what, Tom Brady cult members? The Bucks were improved on offense last week because they ran the ball. And I don't know if they're going to be able to run the ball in the same way on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. So I disagree with you when it comes to this game. What's your final score? Uh, my final score will be Tom Brady 28 and the Green Bay Packers 26. 28-26, Tom Brady outright. The upset special on the road. And the guy who watches the, you know, the housewives of Tampa Bay always loves to cheer for the more dramatic story, and that would be you. But, unfortunately, it's not going to be the more dramatic story here. Rogers playing too well. It'll be close for a bit, as we talked about. You know, the first half score might be boring. It might be 10-9 to 9 or 6-3. to 3. Green Bay will win by a touchdown and a field goal and go to the Super Bowl. Green Bay 30, Tampa Bay 20. Book it and lock it. Ten-point win. All right, let's move over to the AFC as... Patrick Mahomes is in concussion protocol, but either believe that or not. He's going to play. Oh. He got knocked out pretty good in that game. That choke hold around his head, and he went down, and he got up, and he looked like he was in the 14th round, even though we don't let boxers fight past 12 anymore. Uh, he was in the 14th round and couldn't even find his legs. And as we record this podcast, he's still in protocol. He's taking some snaps, but he is nowhere near full strength going into this game. Well, give him some smelling salts and put him out there. That's what we did back in my day, JT. 
<laughs> you know what they also did, JT, if you'll remember? The great conspiracy, the great JFK, Grassy Knoll, NFL, cocaine conspiracy was back in the day when they started testing for cocaine. There was this rumor out there that, you know, some of the three of the top guys and the top guys at the time were like Montana and Elway. I'm just throwing that out. It was like, but it was in Marino. They were top. I mean, the quarterbacks then were just like, it was so, so fucking great. And so that the NFL said, okay, what are we going to do with these positive tests? We're going to throw them in the garbage. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Supposedly that happened. And, you know, same like with the frozen envelope and, and Patrick Ewing. We have no idea if any of that is true. So I have to say that. But I do think what the NFL will do here is let it happen. Let Patrick yeah. Mahomes play. Look the other way. Just like they did for decades and decades when guys got concussions and they gave them smelling salts and shoved them back out there during the same game. Patrick Mahomes would have finished that game a number of years ago, a short number of years ago. He'll play in this game. I agree. He'll play in the yep. game. Buffalo has been so good. The The matchup, I've been talking to all my insiders and guests on my Mad Dog show, is that they don't have a player that can match up with both Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. And a lot of teams don't. So what happens is Buffalo's really good. They have those great players in mm -hmm. the secondary that picked off Lamar Jackson for the pick six, went yep. the length of the field. But they don't have a linebacker that can run and can run with Kelsey. So if they don't double Kelsey hit him at the line, one of the linebackers are going to have to guard him, and then the safety is going to have to double him over the top. If that happens, Tyreek Hill, the cheater, will run wild because he does that, and he'll get over the top. So Buffalo is going to have to pick their poison, and you know we've been doing sports together for a long time. Yeah, Josh yeah. Allen's never played in a game of this magnitude. He's played in a lot of regular season games recently. He's won playoff games recently, but he's not played in a game like this on the road. Mm. With this type of pressure yeah. going up against Patrick Mahomes, who's an MVP. He's a Super Bowl MVP. We both think he's going to play. And for myself, rooting for the Raiders, I want Kansas City to, to lose at all costs. So I'm rooting hard for Buffalo. Right. I'm rooting really hard because I want... I don't want a dynasty again. We had a we had a dynasty in Kansas City, in New England. I don't want another one again. So I'm going to pick Buffalo to win the game, and I think they're built to go win the game, cold weather, and get it done in Mahomes isn't 100%. So I'm going with both road teams, both road teams to win their conference championship games. And I'm going to go Buffalo 24, Kansas City 23. Buffalo wins and goes to the Super Bowl. Is Travis Kelsey like a... Rob Gronkowski, but one who plays in every game. Similar to that, yeah. Yeah, hey, because hey, that's be why you have to give the... Be careful to Gronk, man. Gronk's oh. another... We talk about Brady going to the Super Bowl. How about the guy who was a wrestler and a knucklehead and doing beer commercials? What happens if Gronk runs out on Super Bowl Sunday and you want to uh, run that no. line How many games did he... It's, it's easier to... You know, it's because his body is rested because over the course of his career, he plays eight games a season. God, him Between him, him and J.J. Watt... Give me a break. You know, part of being great is being out there 16 games and then the playoffs. The Bills are much better on defense since the midway point of the season. And a lot of times, as I meant, we love to talk about the shiny toys on offense. This is the game with the with the two amazing quarterbacks. Now, they, these two quarterbacks are both better than Brady statistically this year. So, uh, coordinator Leslie Frazier has done an amazing job with that Buffalo defense. Yeah. You know, the uh, Josh Allen. Like you making me nervous. I, I forgot about the fact that, yeah, he's never been in a game this big. Although last week was big. 
Uh, he, had, he didn't really have his gaudy numbers last week uh, that he did throughout most of the season, but he'll get it done again this week. I agree with you. Uh, we're going to run out the clock on the Kansas City Chiefs dynasty at one win. We, as in the Buffalo Bills, the yes. team of my youth, I use the pronoun, final score. Bills 31, Chiefs 28, Buffalo's going to the Super Bowl. How great is this? Buffalo, the most snake-bitten team, arguably, of all time, with yep. a win and a nod to Cleveland and Detroit and Cincinnati. Buffalo deserves to be back. Um, they deserve, And they deserved to win a Super Bowl in the 90s when they had the best team in the NFL all those years, and then we'd go to the Super Bowl and lose it. And the, and the, the fans there, they're... You know, only the people who were really enjoying it in the 90s ever really got to see Buffalo do anything. Otherwise, they've been the Clippers. They were awful, in the, at least in our lifetime. We didn't see the 60s with Jack Kemp and NFL and, and AFC and AFL championships. But they were bad in the 70s. They had OJ, and that was fun. They were bad in the – a joke in the 80s. Best team in the NFL in the 90s, but didn't win a Super Bowl. And then they've sucked since 2000. You know, I take pride. I don't read my radio show. Right. So it's on teleprompters now, but I'm going to read a portion of my latest blog post. Okay. JT the brick on Facebook. And I'll pick it up in the middle where it says Philip rivers ran his mouth while winning and always took heat from the opposing teams and fans during and after a loss. He's a hall of famer. His stats easily put him in Canton, Ohio. He should have won more playoff games, but his consistency and durability made him special. He played injured, including this season, while leading the Colts to a playoff berth. He only played in one AFC championship game, had five head coaches. I'm not a fan of the Spanos family. I don't think they always gave him a great chance to win. He leaves the NFL as an eight-time Pro Bowler. He ranks fifth in league history with 63,440 yards. He's also fifth all-time with 421 TDs. And he ranks eighth all-time in total wins at 134. I believe Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. And I know that just because I'm fasting and it's January and I'm grouchy every second of the day doesn't mean you can push my buttons that easily. <laughs> that is exactly why you read that blog post. It's one of the most uh, unfair media bias tragedies of the 21st century. It's unbelievable. There he is, the Hall of Famer. They've been saying that for 10 years. And he's got, he's just Vinny Testaverde. The one part that you got wrong there, of, of no, the, one of the many parts was your opening line that you read there. Philip Rivers ran his mouth while winning. No, he ran his mouth while losing. And that Colts playoff loss two weeks ago was every Charger game ever, wasn't it? Philip Rivers with the ball, chance to win and doesn't. I just think he's got gaudy numbers. He's got no championships. He was fun. He was like butter bean to boxing. It was fun. And he won, but he didn't win anything. He won any butter bean never won any titles, and neither did Philip Rivers. Butter bean doesn't belong in the Boxing Hall of Fame in Canastota, New York. And uh, Philip Rivers does not belong in the Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. One of the things you said was right, which is what the Hall of Fame is all about. You said he has gaudy stats. The Hall of Fame is exclusively in any sport about gaudy stats. It's not about championships. It's not about how many rings you have, because if that was the case, we would have to keep great players out of the Hall of Fame. 
because they have bad owners. They have bad GMs. Mm-hmm. They move. Yeah. They did things. They hurt their they hurt their quarterback. They didn't give their quarterback enough to win. What's fascinating about Rivers is he did have a couple of teams that could have won the championship. He had a fourteen and two Marty Schottenheimer team. Yep, yep. Everybody blame Marty. Yep. Oh, think about this: if Marty Schottenheimer doesn't get fired at fourteen and two, what happens if Schottenheimer then goes thirteen and three, twelve and four, eleven and five? And Rivers goes back to three more deep playoff runs. Might he have won the Super Bowl? That's yeah. That's a great question because remember they brought in Tur- North Turner, went seven and nine and seven and nine and seven and nine and eight and eight the entire time that North was there because they weren't satisfied with 14, 14 and two with Marty. They got cocky. They weren't satisfied with 14 and two and Marty Schottenheimer. You wonder what would have happened. And I agree a lot. You know, the Hall of Fame is about a couple of things. First of all, do you bring fame to the game? Because Terry Bradshaw and Joe Namath brought fame to the game, but their numbers were not gaudy. Their numbers sucked. But they brought Gail Sayers, brought great Terrell Davis, brought great fame to the game. So sometimes you let people in for being bring great fame to the game more than their stats. Or were they one of the best ever, even if they were on awful teams? Yeah, let them in. But I don't know if Philip Rivers was one of the best ever or if he really brought any fame to the game. He played in San Diego. Yeah, the, nobody the, was seeing those games. The number that jumped out to me, which I wasn't aware of, eighth all time in wins, eighth all time in the history of the sport in wins. Oh yeah, and longevity is one of the. I mean, right. one of the keys to being great. I will give you that. Is are you there every Sunday? And, and which remember, is something Philip Rivers has over Rob Gronkowski or J.J. Watt and guys like that who weren't there every Sunday. And remember that you know that Steve Young and Aaron Rodgers didn't play their first few years. Steve Young. Steve Young went to the USFL, and then he comes to the NFL, and he's sitting behind Joe Montana. Yep. And I'm not talking about for a few games. We're talking about years, right? So you think of all the numbers that Steve Young left on the table. For me, Aaron Rodgers has left more because he had to sit behind Favre for not games, years. Now, if he didn't sit behind Favre, would he have been as great as he is now? Great debate question. I have no idea. Yeah. But he would have played 30 more games, 30 more games times 250 yards to 300 yards times two touchdowns a game, and you're starting to look at Aaron Rodgers' numbers. But the the thing about Rivers is he sat two years behind Breeze. I forgot about this. He sat behind Breeze for the better half of two seasons. After Breeze left, Rivers started the next 252 straight games, second all-time in NFL history. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if he... Now, if he started those two years, add those two years where he sat behind Breeze. So this guy was an Iron Man, eighth in wins, top five in yards and touchdowns. He gets the gold coat. Well, here's another thing, too, being that the Chargers could never get out of their own way. Would they have won a Super Bowl if they kept Drew Breeze and just shipped Phillip Rivers yes, off to Miami or uh, New Orleans? And, yeah, they probably would have. That's one of those tough things. And, you know, the the Arizona Cardinals did something that was interesting. I think the Raiders could have had Aaron Rodgers, but the, the year before they just doled out, they rolled up the Brinks truck for, for who? I don't even remember. Oh, the, no, the, the, guy that, the, guy, the guy who could throw a football 90 yards on his knees. Oh, Demarcus Russell. Demarcus, Demarcus, yes, Russell. yeah. Yes. And so the but the Arizona Cardinals broke the mold this year, JJ. They said, okay, last year we draft a quarterback in the first round. Never mind. We're going to do it again this year and do Kyler Murray. If the Raiders had the balls to do that, and that's something Al Davis would have had the balls to do. If Raiders had the balls to do that, the Raiders could have had Aaron Rodgers. And uh, they didn't, you know, but they didn't want to. 
They could have. They could have Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger. Oh, really? It was. They took, they took Robert Gallery over Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, you know, and boy, you know, we can make we can make any franchise look like an idiot when you go back in the draft. One more thing on Rivers. You know who I believe, and you'll love this, had the biggest impact on Rivers' career as a football player. Many would say it was his dad, who was his coach. All right. Um, what teammate? His dad, Mickey Rivers. Yes. <laughs> who had the biggest impact on his career? A guy by the name of Archie Manning. Here's why. Yes, Philip Rivers was drafted by the Giants. Philip Rivers could have played in New York in the number two media market. He would have been great. He would have been great because he's tough and he's gruff. Or God dung it. He doesn't curse. He would have been a big. He's much more flamboyant and better with the media than Eli ever was. Right. Because Archie Manning did not want both of his sons to play in the same conference. So he didn't want Peyton beating Eli in the AFC championship game or Eli beating him in the divisional round. Yeah, this is Archie, the famous this is the famous Bigfoot the whole uh oh, you know, conspiracy and, and Archie theory. would deny this, he'd come into my house and nope. beat me up. He'd night stalk <laughs> me. He'd come right into the house. Archie Manning made Eli hold out. The trade had to happen. And because of Archie, Eli didn't care. Eli went to Ole Miss. He was Peyton's little brother. He wouldn't want anywhere you drafted him. He had no choice. But Archie, Mr. NFL, who lost his whole career and was sick of it, wanted to have Eli in New York in the number one media market. Archie was right, and it hurt Philip Rivers' career. He ended up having a great career in San Diego, but nothing compared to the celebrity and the status he would have had in New York City playing for Big Blue. Do you think what ruins Philip Rivers' legacy is what he has done to our environment and the irresponsible nature at which he has reproduced? How many children does he have? Seven, nine, eight, nine. nine. Yeah, shouldn't he be arrested for that in, in, the, in the year 2000? Isn't overpopulation the number one problem on the planet? Shouldn't he be arrested and deported back to Alabama for that? I have two kids. One, I try to yeah. get up every You have day. a responsible number. Two kids. You should get an award. Yeah, I nine kids is amazing. But for <laughs> Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers, may your career rest in peace. Like many who didn't win, the Hall of Fame will be the crowning achievement of his life. The question is, first ballot, second ballot, will they make him wait? I think they'll make him wait a little bit. I don't think he'll go in on the first ballot. but yeah, He should I wait like Tom Flores had to wait. Tom Flores won a Super Bowl and had a guy or an NFL championship and had to wait, right? Tom Flores, who has a beer can now, great commercial. Yes. Well, don't you think that commercial is going to do it for him? Well, they already had. I talked to Coach Flores mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the other day. Coach Flores... They had the final presentation. It was this week. So they, mm. they had the final presentation. So it's out there. The vote's been done. They're going to announce the vote the Saturday before the Super Bowl. So as we're talking here on our podcast, it's either thumbs up or thumbs down for Flores. The good news is they cleared the deck chairs for him. He's the only coach. He's the only coach. Remember last year they let Bill. Also Cowell. remember this is the year of where this is the year where everybody from the presidential administration, society in general, they're taking down civil war monuments that are glorizing the enemy and they're trying to stop kicking minorities in the balls. I think this is the year. This is the year. In the past year, we've tried to do things where we stop kicking minorities in the nuts. And this will be a way, another way. You know, we've been kicking Tom Flores in the nuts for decades. I think he's going to go into the Hall of Fame. This is the year we, we, uh, we're trying to make up for past grievances. It's the JT and Looney Podcast, Episode 65. You know, the Believe Podcast Network is the great network that is 
providing us a platform for the JT and Looney podcast. One of the great advantages of listening to the JT and Looney podcast is free shipping. Uh, whenever there's any uh, advertisers here on the JT and Looney podcast, like Kansas City Steaks, if you order Kansas City Steaks at kansascitysteaks.com slash game day, you can get one of their $25 combos that are perfect for game day, and you get free shipping just for being friends with JT and Looney. Uh, when you check out, you just put in the code BELIEVE, as in the BELIEVE Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V, and boom, free shipping. As John Madden would say, boom, <laughs> try out the snack pack combo too while you're at it at KansasCitySteaks.com. They got small plates with big flavor, mini beef Wellington steak, burger sliders, mac and cheese melts, shrimp wrapped in bacon. Every order, flash frozen, delivered directly to your house. Satisfaction guaranteed, or they give you your money back. It's really cool. KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day. Check it out. Every cut of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and just so much good stuff there. KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day. And for your free shipping, just for, for being friends with JT and Looney, type in the code... Believe. B-L-E-A-V. Kansas City Steaks. Big games. Big taste. Calling CQ. Calling CQ. Uh, come in, please. Hey, I don't know if you knew my middle name is Scott, which I still don't know why. John Scott. You don't know don't, why that's no, your middle I've name. I've never asked. I've never asked. You know me. A lot of times I don't ask waiters and servers for anything. I don't bother people. <laughs> but I'm your parents you're close to. You aren't always close to your waiters and servers. I invite my waiters and servers over to the house, uh, but uh, uh, you don't. But your parents you're very close to. You never said, Mom, Dad, your parents are still alive, as ancient as they are. Why don't you pick up the phone? You probably already talked to them today and asked them why your middle name is Scott. Well, they're on the beach in Naples, Florida. They're okay. on the beach without a vaccine, and they listen to the podcast, and they get a lot of information, probably me talking to you on the podcast. Okay. And I'm really upset because they haven't got their vaccine yet because what's happening in America is they're asking my 80-year-old parents to get online at 6 in the morning and have to sign into a portal to see if they can get on a list to go to a Publix grocery store, Publix, to go get a vaccine instead of them calling my parents and say, please, please come down. Uh, you're in your 80s. Go online before the sun comes up. And then by two minutes after 6 a.m., it's closed out and they have to do it again the next day. How disgraceful is that in the United States of America? We had no national plan, the president, the new president said today. And so they're starting from scratch with a new national plan. And it's terrible that your parents, no matter what our national plan is and no matter what administration is deciding it, uh, older people don't know where the portal is. Older people aren't online. They're not posting every moment of their life on Instagram standing shirtless in front of the, the, the mirror. Okay? These are older people. And, and you're right. It's ridiculous to ask old people and homeless people to go online to, to get their stuff. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just incredible. I mean, the president, the previous president moved up warp speed and got us this vaccine well in advance, well in advance of when we should have got it. That could have been a great accomplishment. I think it is a great accomplishment, actually, but it could have been a signature, signature uh, plan for his reelection, which 
We're not going to spend a lot of time on that, but the fact that we do have the vaccine is encouraging. He didn't want to talk about. He didn't want to talk about. He thought it was taking away from his publicity, and that's too bad. He could have used it in a much different way. Well, either way, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I'm just happy that we have the vaccine, and I, yeah, I'm really upset that the. I'm upset that the vaccine is dying on the shelf. Like literally, at, in some places, the vaccine is on a shelf, Ridiculous. and they're not administering it. And then. You know, I live in Vegas, and I don't know why we have a football stadium, we have a baseball stadium, we have a hockey arena, we have a couple arenas. I don't know why we don't have lines around the block. How come only in L.A., in Dodger Stadium, do I see drone footage and aerial footage of this big parking lot at Dodger Stadium where they seem to have their shit together, and they're either casting people or giving out vaccines at Dodger Stadium? Well, people like to cast some of our liberal politicians as the devils, like Gavin Newsom and... And our mayor, Eric Garcetti, but they have incredible Ivy League education and and Jesuit educations. They're incredibly smart men, politics aside. And in a lot of ways, they've done a very good job at a lot of this, especially testing. I've I've done a lot of testing, as you know, I've gotten it uh, through the public on the public dole and through some acting jobs I've had. I had to go get someone who was paid for by someone else. But if I want to go online and get a test, there's a small airport uh, 10 miles uh, east of me in El Monte that's doing, that's doing tests and I can get in and get out of there in a day and have the results tomorrow. It's great if you want to get tested in L.A. And I hope it's the same way once vaccines come around for people under 65. Just make the vaccine. We had these unbelievable companies and scientists and doctors get this vaccine because thousands of people, you know, we had 4,500 Americans die yesterday. 4,500 as we produce and air this podcast on the 21st of January, coming a day after the inauguration. So by the time you're listening to the podcast, 4,500 Americans died. And I always think of the number on 9-11 and the amount of people that we lost. And now I'm seeing this number. And we open up the podcast and we, we never dream by opening up the podcast by giving you the number now of over 408,000 Americans dead when we were at 19,000 and 80,000 and 111,000. We've been doing this long enough now that I'm pretty confident we're going to get over a half a million probably by the time we do our next two podcasts and we've got to get these numbers down. We've got to do a better job. And we do. And we had people mocking the numbers and say, hey, they were wrong and looking for where the scientists were wrong instead of where they were right. We didn't want them to be right about these numbers. And now we're close to having them be right. And for for months, for months, back six months ago, they were mocking them for how low the death numbers were, as if it was something to be political about. And now we're getting closer to the numbers they predicted. And we made something that wasn't political political. We were looking for times. Well, Fauci in February said masks weren't going to work. Well, he, like a good scientist, he looked at the data after a while and changed his mind. That's how science works. We have to be looking at the doctors and the experts for where they're right and not cherry picking where they're wrong and say, oh, they get it wrong all the time. No, they don't. Just no matter what your politics is, listen to the doctors and not us and not other people on Facebook. Just listen to and your listen to your doctor. Remember when Facebook used to just be to take pictures of your niece having an ice cream sundae? Yeah. And then look on look and see whose birthday it was. Yes. I, wa- I got Facebook so I could watch my niece play the piano. 
Right. I got Facebook so I could upload pictures of my dog. So my friends <laughs> could see my dog. And now people are worried about a voter suppression and freedom of Well, speech. that's you. That's you because you're following the wrong people. I never, do you know my biggest surprise in 2016? My, my number one ignorance was I didn't know people got news off Facebook. I, none of my, none of my relatives, friends or high school friends that are on Facebook and that's who's on Facebook, right? None of them were posting anything about I one cousin, an anti-vaxxer other than that. And she was reposting that bullshit. But other than that, I didn't know people got news from Facebook. So yeah, and I, I never, I don't I want to clarify that. I don't get my news from Facebook. Okay, good. I have a newspaper that's dropped off in my driveway every there day. There you it's go. Vegas Review a Journal. great newspaper. Newspaper every day. And I like to read newspapers online every day. But the news has been interesting because we had a peaceful transition of power after the Capitol was under siege on January 6th. And that was a serious story individuals died there i had a buddy who was inside when it happened it was complete chaos and then a lot of people believed that there were going to be troops marching in washington on inauguration day and people coming to the fence line and trying to go they put bob wire fences get this they had this unbelievable day in the capital a dark day in american history people died and then they put up bob wire fences like did they actually think people were going to come back to the Capitol and then climb a fence with Bob wire with a militia backpack and go over the over the fence again and go to the Capitol? What was that all about? Our military and other the, the other geniuses uh, really they were the same people that that sleep outside the day after the earthquake. Uh, those fences should have gone up the day before the insurgency. Right. <laughs> Not, not the day not after the when everybody knew you're not you couldn't fly into dc you couldn't get to an <sighs> airport in kansas City and get on a plane and look like that person and get to dc i never understood that yeah and I, anytime there's an earthquake in la a big one and people sleep outside the night after the earthquake i always rolled down my window and said you should have slept outside last night smarty but I usually don't say smarty at the end, but I always joke people when they're sleeping outside the night after the earthquake. And that's what I compared our military to putting those fences up before the inauguration. They always want to be super careful, but I've always joked about we have too much security for our politicians, especially our president. They don't need 17 limousines. But I guess that's they try to make it look big as a deterrent. But it's uh, it a lot. There was a lot of American dollars being wasted there, as we say. Uh, speaking of L.A., I am fascinated by Netflix Night Stalker. Oh, so L.A. God. always fascinates me because I lived in L.A. and I lived in Sherman Oaks and I was never scared in L.A. I, le I lived in the Valley, mm -hmm. but I was always interested in documentaries on Compton and gangs. And I would drive by Watts and I'd go, hey, take me into Watts. I want to see right. what that was like. Cause I read books and saw all that. And I was never afraid to be in L.A., but then. I saw Netflix's Night Stalker, and I couldn't believe the 80s in Los Angeles when there was actually a guy who was going up to anybody at any time. In any neighborhood. In any neighborhood, sisters in their 80s, just going in through their back doors or sliding doors through windows and killing them in the most violent way 
Nobody saw the car. Nobody saw the guy park and then walk through a neighborhood. Nobody. This night stalker and these detectives who tried to hunt him down. What an amazing, great documentary. Netflix has got me hooked on Night Stalker. Such an over dramatic in a good way documentary. And they had the actual in the uh, in Night Stalker they for the entire documentary and if it's a four-part series they have the two lead detectives on it and uh, on the night stalker case it's so fascinating the way they put it together so dramatically and yeah he was a serial killer like no other because of the lack of pattern the only thing that was consistent throughout the entire uh, spree that he went on they're not giving anything away here were that he wore the same pair of sneakers and it was only one pair sold in the entire city of Los Angeles. So they couldn't let word get out that uh, that he was wearing those sneakers. It's fascinating how it does get out eventually. <laughs> There'll be somebody whose name you recognize that lets it out. But it was also uh, quite interesting from a serial killer viewpoint that it was children. He would molest children or be, you know, or hit an 80 year old lady over the head with a hammer. Uh, and everyone of every age and gender in between. Uh, he started leaving. Remember, they almost caught him once. Yeah. He got pulled over for a traffic violation. And while the the police officer was in the car looking at the license or whatever, he drew that, that devil pentagram on the back of the car, ran off. He almost got caught at the dentist, too. Oh, they were they, they wondered that. And what I love yeah. about uh, the, the Night Stalker on Netflix is the two stars are the, you know, the sheriff's department deputies. And they were fantastic mm -hmm. characters. Salerno, uh, Gil Carrillo yep. and Frank Salerno. And Frank Salerno was the legend behind the Hillside Strangler. Right. So he already had one massive case that he was a part of. And then he takes in this young Latino uh, deputy and works him on the case. And again, we want everybody to see it. It's done. Oh really my well. God. It's great. Oh, and, and, and Netflix and, and, does from time to time. You just get to a documentary series and then they just suck you in. Hey guys, it's a new year and every day is a fresh start for you to just live. Travis was trying to hear to tell you exactly why I teamed up with Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, and Paul Rodriguez to launch our new wellness brand. Just live. As professional athletes, we put ourselves through a lot, physically and mentally. So we found a Just Live around all-natural, THC-free CBD products. Being from the East Coast, I was pretty skeptical about CBD products, but as an athlete, it's easy to see when something works. And when my dad was at wit's end, living in a fog of painkillers, severe lack of sleep, numerous surgeries later, I recommended he try CBD. It allowed him to get an extra couple hours of sleep, and it made all the difference to get my dad back on his feet. So don't go another day with pain inflammation, or lack of sleep. I recommend trying Just Live today. These are products we fully trust and stand behind because we want you to be able to go out and just live. So get 20% off your order with code armchair at justlive.com. That's 20% off at justlive.com with the code armchair. What do you live for? Last night, I watched a documentary series. and A documentary. It was not even a series. It was probably two hours. I don't know how long it was. I watched every minute, though. And I didn't pay attention to how long it was. The Dolly Parton documentary. Have you seen that? I, have. I loved it. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was terrific. And it's amazing how is there anybody in America? And you can take a look at her bank account. And the answer might be no. Uh, in terms of I don't I don't even know if any any other entertainer is worth more. It's hard to say uh, anybody who didn't inherit it. 
you know, with a wink and a nod to Elaine from Seinfeld. Uh, I don't know if anybody has amassed more of a fortune and, you know, being from a little cabin in Tennessee and red states like her and blue states like her and liberals like her and conservatives like her and country music fans like her and Main Street music fans and just basically everybody. She's got a huge gay contingent and trans contingent of people who like to dress like her. And uh, I wasn't aware of the ubiquitous popularity of Dolly Parton and that she has written over 3000 songs in her life. Dolly Parton, here I am. I love the Kenny Roger years. I love all the, that. I love what she was done from Jolene to growing up dirt floors and getting a guitar and teaching herself. And then the arc of her career and how she broke broke up with her management team and the partners she was riding with. I mean, she was one of the most bold, unique women in the history of music. I mean, there's great stories about men who had all right. issues surrounding their lyrics and their record. Everybody's got a bad record deal. Right. You really had a fight to get out on her own. And yeah, it's a really good. I recommend and really it. smart business woman. She, when she wrote the song, I will always love you. Elvis wanted to buy it. Well, when Elvis wanted to buy a song, people just let him buy it back in the day. She said, no, <laughs> and it ended up being a Whitney Houston song many years later. But isn't it, who says no to Elvis? Dolly Parton said no to Elvis. That's one, amazing. One, one more fun fact on Dolly. Sure. Whenever uh, my wife and I karaoke at home, we'll do a little islands in the stream when the house oh. crowd is here. Because I'm fascinated now. I'm going through the karaoke phase in my life. So what's happening during the pandemic, you know, I've, I've sang at weddings and right. I like to believe I'm a wedding singer. And so what we do is my wife bought me a custom microphone that connects to the Alexa. So I sit out with this orbital sphere in the middle of my house, which is outdoors. And I just talk into the sphere sphere. And I say, Alexa, play Bob Seger. Alexa, play Foo Fighters. Alexa, play Rush. Alexa, play Mustang Sally. <laughs> Whatever it is. And then I have a microphone that connects to it, and I sing there. And it usually involves a cigar and some type of cocktail mm -hmm. and a fireplace going. And it's been part of the way we've been passing the time at home doing some homeschool karaoke where people come over and... You know, we freshen up the house because usually I, dad, goes out and I run into a friend and I say, we're coming home. Me and the friend are coming home. And then on the way home, we'll, we'll text another friend and he'll come over and then we'll social distance. We'll be outside mm -hmm. because we think we don't catch COVID if we're outside. Right. Exactly. Singing into a microphone with droplets all over the place, having drinks. <laughs> and that's one of, the, well, one of the things I've been doing throughout the pandemic. Uh, I do uh, the uh, the outdoor thing you were mentioning. Yeah, I go to a gym that's outdoors. I got to send you the videotape of it. Yesterday, it was one of those gorgeous. They took away all the tents to to you know the, that they put up when it was raining on that day that it was raining last week. And yesterday there wasn't a cloud in the sky and it was eighty degrees and the clinking of the weights and uh, this gym, this new gym I go to. I had to pick a new one because my all the other gyms are indoor gyms. And this one, they had they had their own. It's a standalone gym, which I like. I love to support small business. And they had their own huge parking lot. So they turned their parking lot into the gym. 
and it's uh, it's quite interesting to see. And uh, you know, and, and in these days of COVID, and everyone's being very careful and wear a mask, and they're very vigilant at the business because they don't want to get closed up. And they've got squirty stuff everywhere to wipe everything down, and everyone's being very careful. And and it's good because I can get my workout in. Do they have that asshole guy who drops the weights in the parking lot really loud, like he does a set of curls with far too much weight, and then he throws the weights to the ground, and then they just make a loud noise, like that guy in the gym who doesn't put the weights down, and he drops them, and everybody in the gym looks at him and sees how much weight he's lifting because he drops the weight? Do you have well, a, a lot like of times, there? too, guys who are dropping weights are a lot of times dropping the weight. People call them assholes, but you, you got to take a look at how much weight they got on that fucking thing. <laughs> a lot of Because I know I drop my, I drop my dumbbells when... I'm when I'm doing dumbbell benching and I get it up into the 75, 85, 95, 105 pound dumbbells. I'm not dropping those to show off. I'm dropping them because they're fucking heavy and I could only get one or two. Okay. So you're, drop gonna, it. you're doing it because you're maxing oh. out as we like to say. Yeah. And if you go to any CrossFit gym or any heavy duty gym and they have rules written up on the wall, there's never a no grunting, no screaming or no dropping weights rule. Because if you if, if somebody's doing that, it means they're pushing it. But it tends to offend the commoners who don't know what they're doing with the grunting and the dropping. But there's nothing wrong with grunting or dropping. Those are the people that are usually working harder than you. Wow, did I find a nerve there? I know. Yes, <laughs> I, I did. Yes, JPM Looney Podcast. Yes, you're right. You did hit a nerve. And you got another thing in January and February. Watch out. Those are my fasting months. And so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I had one meal today, and it was only protein and no carbohydrates. And you know from from the radio show those fasting months uh, of mine. And I used to, it doesn't have to be January, February, as you know. When I'm only eating protein and not carbs, the pro the producers used to open up the door and say, "Have a fucking carb!" If I was rambling or too grouchy. Thanks for downloading the podcast, everybody. Share it with some friends. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.